The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Tables and the Chairs. As always, coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England, on the one and only Kitten and Marks podcast network. Hello, um, I thought I'd do something a little bit different this week. Uh, I have been watching nights one and nights two of Fight Club Pro's Dream Tag Team Invitational. Uh, I'm going to switch things up and I'm going to give you my thoughts, not just my thoughts, thoughts of uh, two fellow wrestling fans that have been to the event. So you get a bit of a perspective, you know, a different one, not just mine. Um, I have with me Joe. Say hello, Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Well done, Joe. <laughs> and uh, I have Nick. Hello there. Um, they are both from down south. And uh, Joe, you are a real life cockney. Uh, uh, yes, I appara- apparently I am. Yeah. There you go, guys. Um, a real life Cockney in the flesh. Core blimey governor. Yeah. Um, indeed. So yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Fight Club Pro. We're not one back from night two, but uh, like any good story, let's start at the beginning. Well, that's not strictly true. No. Pulp Fiction was all over the place, and that was a pretty was good story, wasn't it? Over the place, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to night one. Uh, Dream Tag Team Invitational. And uh, Joe, it started off with a bit of tag team action, ironically enough, didn't it? Uh, yep, yeah, we're in Wolverhampton, uh, and uh, opening contest was Schadenfreude, uh, Chris Brooks and Carl Fletcher defeating the Legion of Rot, Frightmare and Hello Wicked. Uh, you guys will probably be very aware of uh, Frightmare and Hello Wicked. Oh, yeah. They are regulars in Chikara. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Schadenfreude, they are the big heel stable in uh, Fight Club Pro. Um, Nick, if you'd like to give a little bit of background on Schadenfreude, their members, and so on and so forth. Yep. Mark Davis is the current Fight Club... Sorry, <coughs> Fight Club Pro heavyweight. It is leader. very, very light, so kind of forgive him if he stumbles yes. on words. Yes. <laughs> We're all very, very tired after two yeah, days yeah. of wrestling. Kyle Fletcher, Chris Brooks, Kid Lycos, Lucky Kid... And of course, Mark Davis make up Sheldon Freud. And Sheldon Freud is led in a way by Mark Davis, who's their champion. Who's he, the heavyweight champion? He is their champion. Um, Sheldon Freud are definitely not a cult. Uh, <laughs> it says so on their merchandise. So it's true. So, yeah, you know, it's true. Um, who won this match, Joe? Sheldon Freud. Sheldon Freud won the match. <laughs> won the match, yes. Uh, yep, yeah, they won by the uh, traditional nefarious means of uh, outside interference and Chris Brooks doing the old cheeky roll-up. Yes. What a shit. <laughs> uh, what match was next in the procedures? Well, the next match was an absolute corker. Uh, Will Ospreay and Dan Maloney. Yeah, I thought it was a great match between two very good talents and legitimately one of the best matches I've ever seen Dan Maloney have. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, Dan Maloney was recently uh, let go from his short-term NXT UK contract. 
uh, going up against Will Ospreay. Who, I don't need to tell you about Will Ospreay. He's one of the most sought-after, most famous British wrestlers in the world at the minute. Um, yeah, so what did you guys think of this match? I thought it was pretty fan- It was a fantastic match, and it's definitely a, a showcase for Dan Maloney, who is an incredible talent. Yeah, Dan's a young lad. He's only, I think, 22, 23. 21, I think he's only 22 years old. Yeah, he's 21 yeah. or 22. He's not old at all. So he's about, about 22. Um, obviously, had the NXT UK contract. Got let go. It's not the end of the world. He's still very young. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Nick. This is probably the best Dan Maloney match I've ever seen. Uh, I believe there was one spot in the match where Will Ospreay was hitting him with real heavy chops. And he was just stood there, both arms out, open, sticking the middle fingers up with both arms. And then he just let Osprey have it with just absolutely wailing on him in the corner. Yeah. It was a great match. Um, yeah. Osprey won with the old Stormbreaker finisher. But uh, yeah, I think this was an absolute fantastic match for uh, Dan to, to really establish himself. Uh, a breakout performance, if you will, for me, for Dan Maloney. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the best wrestlers in the UK right now, and he's just that was just star making, star making performance. Fantastic, absolutely. Uh, what followed that, Joe? Uh, followed that, we have a women's match: Charlie Evans versus Impact Wrestling's Giselle Shaw. There we go. Uh, Charlie Evans, she is from Australia, but she's based here in the UK. And uh, as is uh, Giselle Shaw at the minute, I believe that yeah. she's based in... Where is it? I'm not sure. Where, wherever man like Bino lives. He lives somewhere, and she, she's living with him. He lives somewhere. He lives somewhere, but I don't know where he's He's not a hermit. Anything. He lives somewhere. <laughs> Fantastic. Exactly know where he lives. Uh, Bino's Welsh, I believe, so oh, it'll be I somewhere so. in Wales. Maybe. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good match. It yeah. was... I felt very sorry for them because they had to follow that yeah. amazing Osprey versus uh, Maloney match. Mm. And uh, as you'll find out later, that won't be the last time we mention Will Osprey <laughs> yes. in this conversation. Yes. Um, yeah, what did you think of the match? I enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't seen Giselle Shaw a bit more. I knew a little bit about her before she came to the UK, but when I've, the times I've seen her, she's been great. And I thought her and Charlie just had a really good competitive match that was enjoyable. I think the most impressive thing she does is that, like, Twirling yeah. uh, top yeah. top rope manoeuvre where she like it's like um, a cross body but she twirls before yeah. she does it and she gets a fair few rotations in there as well. Crazy. Um, who won that in the end, Joe? Uh, Charlie Evans won that one. Um, despite the winner, I still think that Giselle Shaw did really really well in that mm-hmm. match and hopefully that'll lead to some more future bookings for her at, at Fight Club Pro. Years. Is is that true? She's actually here for two years because I asked her at Kamikaze Pro. I asked her, "Is it true here for two?" Years? She said, "Yes, I'm here for two years." So plenty of bookings away. I hope. Fantastic stuff. This is the second match I've seen her in. Uh, I saw her at uh, Ripside, which was the, the first match. Um, and yeah, I'm really, really impressed by her. Uh, she's such a sweetheart as well. Just one of oh, the yeah. nicest people I've ever met in wrestling, and she's super talented. As well, really glad to see her working over here. Trained by Lance Storm as well, so you yes. get a good wrestling education there. Well, not many better in the business than Lance Storm yeah, and in a, the Lance Storm right. Training Academy. Yeah. Uh, what was up next, mate? Uh, up next, we have uh, for the FCP title, uh, Mark Davis and an open challenge against Jeff Cobb. Ah, the... now we did not know that Jeff Cobb was going to be no, here. No, no. He was unadvertised. Um, the long running storyline is. 
in a nutshell, Schadenfreude's issue is with the co-owner, Martin Zaki. Yep. Uh, Martin Zaki, Schadenfreude basically believed that they just, they have their favourites. And them favourites were Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate. And uh, they thought it was like a common theme that, oh, it's just the WWE lads that are getting all the opportunities. What about us? So they all grouped together and uh, they actually took out the uh, British Strong Style lads. They had a match, which was a loser leaves town between, I think it was Travis Banks, Jordan yeah. Devlin and Dan Maloney. Yes, it was. Who were, I think them three were contracted to WWE at the time as well, weren't they? They were, yeah. Def- uh, Dan was then, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically they made that match and uh, British Strong Style lost, so... They got their wish. They got rid of them. And uh, since then, Mark Davis has captured the Fight Club Pro Championship. And uh, they've basically been uh, running rushhard over Fight Club Pro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Davis put out an open challenge and uh, ended up getting our favourite, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Mark Davis, but via DQ. So Mark Davis retained. Yeah, um, there was a bit of an incident where uh, Mark Davis, he looked to be taking a shortcut out. He was going to kick Jeffrey square in the bollocks and uh, Jeffrey managed to move and uh, he caught the referee, Shea Purser. Yes. And uh, Shay, as he crumpled in a heap to the floor, <laughs> rang for the bell. Yeah. And uh, that was a uh, victory for Cobb, but obviously... DQ, Mark Davis gets to keep the title. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that was the uh, half-time main event. It was, yeah. uh, What was the first match back? Uh, first match back, uh, FCP tag titles. Uh, the besties in the world, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett, uh, versus Latin, Latin American Exchange, LAX, Ortiz and Santana, OBE, uh, Dave Christ and Jake Christ, and one of my favourite tag teams in the UK, Jim and Lee Hunter, the Hunter Brothers. Mm. So basically, the this match... Uh, only one British team in it, the Hunter Brothers. Yep. Uh, they are, as you may believe or not, brothers. Uh, <laughs> they look very, very similar. They uh, wear exact uh, identical gear. Um, OVE from Impact, LAX from Impact. Uh, besties, obviously, they're based in uh, America, former um, AAW and Glory Pro champions. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really, really fun match. What did you think, Nick? I did like it. I actually thought the chemistry for all three, all four teams was really good. And considering I'd never seen the Hunters in the ring with OVE or LAX before, I just thought they just all gelled really well. It's really good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in these multi-man type of matches, you get a lot where people are powdering to the outside and two in, two out, two in, two out. Yeah. To be fair, there was a lot of multi-man spots in this match, mm. uh, especially yeah. stuff that involved diving to the outside. Yeah. Uh, it was a really, really fun match. What did you think uh, there, Joe? I thought it was a very fun match, yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of just big rushing spots, uh, just trying to sort of just, you know, getting through every big move. Um, like, I'm not very familiar with uh, the Crists, Dave and Jake Crist, but I thought they, were, they really impressed me, and... I just love watching the, the other three, uh, Besties, LAX and Hunter Brothers. Just, they tore it up. Yeah, and, for and, me, for me, yeah. LA, LAX are, are one of the best tag teams in the world yeah. for me at the minute. Um, they've had a series of matches with CCK, 
over in progress yeah. that have gone over really, really well. Uh, it's no surprise that them and OVE work really well together, yeah. seeing as they've been involved in this blood feud in uh, Impact, which seems to have lasted nearly forever. Yes. Uh, they've had like barbed wire rope matches oh, yeah. and all kinds of yeah, delightful, yeah. fun things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I believe it was the best he's retained in that yeah. match. I can't, I'm not going to lie, lads, I can't remember the finish of it because <laughs> it was yesterday. I've watched a lot of wrestling since yeah. then and I've slept. So uh, <laughs> the old uh, brain filter's gone. But, yeah, yeah. the best he's definitely picking up the win. Yeah. Um, what was the match after that, guys? Uh, next match, no disqualification match between Sammy Callahan and Ray Horace. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for those of you in the first three rows, you may get wet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, this match was just going to be an international one-on-one match. Yeah, uh, Sammy Callahan, being the absolute bastard shit talker that he is, <laughs> got on the mic, slagged the home crowd off a bit, uh, demanded that it be a hardcore match. Horrors accepted. Uh, lots of brawling, lots of jazz. Lots of saliva. Yes. Yes. Saliva overload, I think I'd call this match. <laughs> I felt very sorry for the guys in the main event because I thought that the ring was going to resemble a slip and slide by the end. <laughs> uh, Sammy Gallan is known for being a vile individual that spits a lot, but uh, Ray Horrors really does give him a run for his money. Yeah, in yes, I agree. Um, what did you think of this match, Nick? Well, um, I actually thought, because it was a hardcore match, I've seen Sammy have many brawls and his that kind of match suits him very well I'd never seen Ray Horace in that kind of match but I thought he did very well there's some pretty innovative spots that I actually really did enjoy so overall I liked it I did like it Joe uh, yeah love this match um, Sammy Callahan in a you know it's uh, Sammy Callahan in just in no disqualification rules is, is just going to be like it's just going to be chaos throughout and yeah like you said just all the all the saliva in the world. It makes it feel like an early two thousands WWE pay per view. <laughs> um, it yeah, it was just a it was just a fun no DQ match. Lots of violence. Who <laughs> uh, would end up picking up the win there? Uh, Sammy Callahan won. Uh, how did he win? I genuinely can't remember. I, I know this sounds terrible, yeah. guys, but it is literally a case of. We were at wrestling all day yesterday. Yes. <laughs> We've been at wrestling all day today. Also over here in the UK, it's been really unseasonably warm. Yeah. Like, really yeah. warm. Like, yeah, yeah. 20 degrees Celsius. I think that's about 80 yeah. in your money. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit like yeah. yeah. Guys, just... We use the proper way. Just, you know... Get the proper way. Celsius, man. Yeah. For God's yes, sake. absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, the main event, it was the uh, second qualifier. Yes, uh, it was uh, LaLooch Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Uh, versus R.E.D., uh, Eater and Pac. An exceptional bastard. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, this was great. Um, Lucha Brothers are great. Pac's great. I'm not going to lie, I've not seen a lot of Ata before, but I yeah. thought he was pretty good as well. Mm. Um, it was everything you'd expect from a match yeah. that had uh, Phoenix, yeah. Pentagon, <laughs> Pac. Uh, again, I'm not overly familiar with Ata, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Ata is a part of the R.E.D. faction in Dragon Gate. 
Um, do you watch any Dragon Gate? I've watched it for years. I know a little bit about, R- about R.E.D. recently because I've read up about it and there's a lot of members of R.E.D. I always say there's about eight or seven, seven or eight of them. There's quite a few of them. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. Shout and Freud are about six, seven. <laughs> that's true, yes. But that's about, there's about seven or eight of them in Dragon Gate and they are the top faction in Dragon Gate at the minute. Of course, Pac is the um, champion, so... Yeah. He's their boy champion. Open, open right, gate. Open gate. Yeah, yeah which that's is actually it. quite a cool belt. I do like that. Belt. It is a very nice belt. When I did a meet and greet with him, he offered me the opportunity to hold the belt. Hmm? But uh, I said, no, I've not won this belt. I do not deserve to touch it. <laughs> to which he looked at me, kind of smiled and went, good lad. <laughs> so uh, I think I earned his respect in that one. Uh, on a side note, uh, I was talking to Pac uh, during that meet and greet and... Uh, I had to ask him about his WWE run. Um, I spoke to him very, very briefly because obviously there was a line I didn't want to take too long. Uh, talking to him about uh, his his final few months in the WWE, how he went from having an amazing match for the WWE title with Seth Rollins to being the Cruiserweight champion to missing out on that payday with uh, DVD sales and that at WrestleMania. And he was like, yeah, it was a pretty toxic environment to work in at the end. And I asked him, how would it improve? What would be the like, the one thing that needs to happen for WWE to improve both as a place to work and a, a, a product for the fans to watch? And uh, his response was quite interesting. It was, uh, and I quote, one person needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to mention who that one person is because I don't want to... Um, you know, betray Pac's trust. Uh, I don't want to cast aspersions. Could he? He could mean absolutely anybody. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, speaking yeah. of pretty mu- interesting, because I'm going to move swiftly on from that. I <laughs> probably said a little bit too much there, and I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, the finish to this match, I thought, was very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. that's right, folks. I remembered a finish to a match that happened a day ago. <laughs> um, Pat had gone to the top rope. He'd hit the black arrow, which is basically the red arrow, but. He's a bastard now, so it's black because <laughs> yes. he's a moody bastard. Uh, yep, yeah, hit it on uh, Ray Fenix. Yeah. Referee counts one, referee counts two. Then Pentagon super kicks the referee squarely <laughs> in the yeah. face. Uh, loads of chairs get brought into the ring. Uh, I believe the finish of the match was like either a Michinoku driver or a powerbomb. It was a, it was a powerbomb. A powerbomb yeah. onto all of the chairs. From Pentagon, the man that five minutes ago super kicked the referee unconscious, and the referee did the free count and they won. I know, very, <laughs> very interesting finish. Yeah, like so earlier on he DQ'd Mark Davis for kicking him in the bollocks, yes. and he's he's absolutely fine with Pentagon super kicking him. That's fine. Yep, it's it was very interesting to say the least. But when he was Pentagon was going to break up the pin, I could have sworn he was going to kick Pack. Nope, he kicked the ref, which was very unusual. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a cool moment, and it got a huge pop from the crowd. It was yes. just, just from a logical sense of a, a point of view, it didn't make any sense that the the referee got. 
punted squarely in the face. <laughs> and then five minutes later, the same guy, he counts the free count. Yes. But for, yeah. for me, on, on day one, that was literally my only complaint. Yeah. That was yeah. the only thing I found to criticise about the show. I thought it was a really good show, top to bottom, every match delivered. I thought it was a really, really good show. What, yeah. what did you think? I thought night one was very good. I mean, Fight Club Pro always deliver, and last night was definitely no exception. I thought it was a great overall show. Like, like I said. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's my first ever Fight Club Pro show. Uh, my first ever time show time in Wolverhampton uh, as well. Um, first ever time at that venue, and the venue's great. It's just, it's a hanger, you know. It's yeah. uh, it it's is a basically a lot. Yeah, it's a large <laughs> warehouse. Um, Fight Club Pro, they they are literally no frills wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, although they do have nice staging and oh yeah, LED television screens they for entrances do. and things. But apart from that, it's literally chairs, guardrails, ring wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is Fight Club. It's yeah, it's just like here's a building. It's not clean. It's not nice. Let's have a scrap. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um. It's what time have we got now? Uh, it is half past uh, midnight. Right, it's half past midnight. So, the show that we've been to today, Day Two, finished about two hours ago. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. About that, yeah. Um, can anybody remember the opening match? The yeah. opening match, I believe, was OBE, uh, Dave and Jake Christ versus Besties in the World in a it first was. round DTTI match. It was. It was, and OVE being the absolute set of bastards that they are. Made uh, the besties put the tag team title on the line. They did. He did, yeah. Uh, how did that go for OVE? Not so well. Uh, they lost. <laughs> they lost. Uh, besties come out on top on that match. Yes. And on to the next round. It was a good match. Mm. Um, although, saying that, there was nothing like... I tell a lie, there was something very noteworthy, actually. Now, you guys would have had a better view of this. Because I believe it happened in the crowd near you. Didn't one of the Chris brothers, like, climb the wall and yes, drop an yes, elbow? I actually filmed it. I've got a great view of it. Basically, Jake decided to climb up one of the support girlies on the wall, based in the building, <laughs> and jump onto all three of them. And it was absolutely nuts and very cool. <laughs> that, how, I reckon he was about 15, oh, 20 yeah, feet absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, yeah, it was got like... It took him a good two or three seconds to go from the top to the very bottom. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It was hang time on it, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty cool spot. Um, obviously, when it had been a title match, you didn't really see OVE winning. Uh, yeah. Despite the besties being an American tag team, they are um, over here fairly often, fairly, would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. They were over for quite a long time, then they went back to America, and they're back now. And I can imagine them being back for a good few months. Yeah, yeah. they said they do like it, yeah. So I suppose we'll be that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was up next, Joe? Uh, next match is another DTTI uh, first round match. It is Jody Flash and Johnny Storm versus LAX. Right. Now, for you guys that are unfamiliar, Jody Storm, uh, Jody Storm, <laughs> Jody Flash and Johnny Storm, um, these guys were holding it down when the British wrestling scene was absolutely on its arse. Yeah. Um, you guys can probably talk a lot more about these two because I'm sure that these two wrestled round your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because um, both of them, Southern gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, 
FWA. Yes. 1PWE. Yep. Um, IPW as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, these guys, they've been around forever. I remember watching them in 2005, and that was, what, 14 years ago? Yeah. So um, they're both knocking on, but I tell you what, for me, they really, they more than kept up with LAX. They never lost a step. Yeah, they really did. I mean, Jody Fleisch still looks like incredible. He's like a Greek god. He's He's absolutely chiselled. He must be like 40-odd now. Yeah. yeah, he's getting towards that, yes, yes. And uh, same with um, Johnny, Johnny Storm. I mean, obviously, you know, he's looking a bit older, a bit longer in the teeth, but he can still fly about, oh, he's still got the moves. Yes. A lot of good technical wrestling at the beginning mm. between him and Ortiz. A uh, bit of brawling outside, bit of high flight. He had everything. It was a really, really good tag yeah, team I match. match. Uh, LAX going through, but showing a lot of respect at the end yeah. for uh, the two British legends. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the match, Joe? It was really good. Uh, a great um, c- kind of clash of styles, uh, old and new. Um, I was never like Jody Flash and Johnny Storm are the two uh, UK wrestlers who I would who I they're one of they're one of the very few the handful of UK wrestlers from like the early two thousands that I actually knew of back then. Uh, started getting into indie wrestling about five years ago, and like so. You know, I only pretty much only know those two and a couple other people. You know, um, so they're just—it's just—it's always fun to see them live. They can all—they can still do um, all the flips and like all the the crazy shit that they used to do, um, and it just works really well with LAX. Um, yeah. I thought the match itself was great. I really respect what Johnny and Johnny have done, and uh, supremely talented tag team of LAX. Knowing how those two can be. They had the match, it just clashed so well, and I thought, fantastic. I absolutely love this match. One of my favourite matches of the weekend so far. I thought it was great. And uh, what did we have that followed it? Well, <laughs> we had the... Oh, just one of the, the one of my favourite matches. Uh, we had Phoenix versus Will Ospreay. Um, I'm not overselling this, guys. <laughs> this match is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Um, the beginning of the match... Where they were just running the ropes, countering, running the ropes, countering, strike, counter, strike, counter, bounce, flip over, bounce, flip over, strike, pose down. I was like, oh, my brain can't take yeah. this. <laughs> my brain was like that for the whole match. <laughs> it really was. I mean, obviously, it helps if you're a fan of the old uh, dot, dot, dot dive style, as yeah. it's been deemed, but. This match was incredible. It wasn't just dot, 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 dive. No. There was lots of striking in it. Um, both Will and Phoenix giving as good as they got. Lots of hard-hitting strikes. Um, the one moment in the match that's probably going to define the match was uh, when Phoenix hit Will with a cutter and it genuinely looked like Will broke his neck. Yes. Yeah. The way he landed. Yeah. He landed... Ow. Um, at more or less like a 90 degree angle yeah it was and it was like yeah. plum on his the top of his head yeah. um, he was like the ref you could see the referee visibly talking to him yeah seeing how he was doing um, afterwards it was revealed that he had a stinger in his uh, right arm I believe yes he, yeah. he literally had no feeling from his shoulder down to his fingertips he couldn't yeah. feel his arm Incredibly, somehow we managed to finish the match. Uh, 
won again, like he did on night one with the Stormbreaker. And it was literally a case of shaking Fenix's hand, giving him a hug, and then running to the back. Because yes. uh, he, he looked visibly shaken. Yes. Um, but, yeah, thankfully he was all right. He was there afterwards signing autographs, taking pictures with the fans. Yeah. Um, where, where do you start on this match? I mean, where can you start? It was just... Where do you start? I, I mean... Gotcha, yeah, just the, that, that intro, you know, it just reminds me of uh, the Osprey Ricochet stuff that got shared around the internet a lot a couple of years ago. Um, I'm just so glad to see something, an intro like that live. Uh, just standout moment of the match for me is uh, Phoenix doing a um, sort of a fisherman's uh, going into a fisherman's suplex, lifting Osprey up, and then uh, sort of flipping him back down and slamming him like a spinebuster. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't was, really know the name of that. I don't know if that, if it has a name, but it, it was just it, the the only way yeah. I could describe it was like kind of like a fisherman suplex into a spinning Mishinoku drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah just that's about right, yeah. Yeah, just an insane move um, that I popped loudly for just stuff true. like that. I was yeah. actually to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not normally that loud, and I was just bouncing up and down during this entire match. Yeah. It was one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Um, what poor unfortunate souls had to follow that match? Well, we had a, an interval, thankfully, because the poor unfortunate souls <laughs> yeah. that had to finish the match, that had to uh, follow the match, rather was Carl Fletcher and Pack. Oh, yes. Now, this yeah. this was a very interesting match. Yeah. Kyle Fletcher um, is part of the Schadenfreude heel stable. As you all probably know, on the indies, Pack, a.k.a. Neville, WWE, uh, he's now playing a heel persona. So it was kind of heel by versus heel. Yeah. But um, by default, because Schadenfreude hated by the majority of the uh, Fight Club Pro fan base, apart from me, because I'm a smarky bastard. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, Pat became de facto good guy in this match. He did, yeah. Even though there were some parts of the match where he teased doing big moves (laughs) and then just locking a headlock. That that was great. That was great to laugh. Yeah, you could tell that Pac was having a lot of fun this weekend. He's enjoying it. Um, Especially with his comments that were... I'm not going to go there, actually. (laughs) Don't want to get in trouble. Um, Yeah, uh, what did you think of this match? I liked it. Um, It was... A very hard match to follow after Osprey and Phoenix, but I think what they did, they worked very well. They worked at a more methodical pace, and it worked. They because I knew think I think they knew that following that would have been nine impossible, yeah. but I think they did what they did very very well because I actually did enjoy it because after the insanity of Phoenix Osprey. This match was good. It was a good methodical wrestling match to it. Some of it, and of course, some high flying spots. And overall, I enjoyed it. I did actually like it. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, and I, what I loved about this was where they placed it. They placed it after a fifteen minute break, after like following Osprey, the Osprey uh, Phoenix match, and just like that, just helped the crowd calm down. And you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't. They were fully rested for this match, and it was just—it was a really fun match to watch. I loved Pack just being a total heel and not going up to the top rope and taunting, and 
You know, it, uh, there was a time when there was a move when he, I think he went to do like a shoot the shooting star, standing shooting star press he does, and just went into a headlock. <laughs> just brilliant, just yeah. amazing heel work, and I love it. Yeah, what yeah. one of my favourite bits of the match was when um, he did a, a, a springboard backflip from the top rope to the outside. Yeah, and as he landed, it looked like he um, he hit either his hip or his leg on the uh, guardrails. Yes, and like you could hear like the crowd audible like murmur and like oh, yeah. shit, yeah. is he okay or anything? Yeah. And uh, he just jumped up and went, the bastard's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw he... The hit, bastard lives. <laughs> when he hit that moonsault, he hit his knee on that barrier hard. He did, he did. I, di- I didn't know whether it was his knee or his hip, because obviously yeah. Yeah, it yeah. happened so quickly. Um, you had Kyle Fletcher do similar move where... He runs to the top turnbuckle yeah. and, and does like a, a leaping somersault to the outside. Yeah. Um, the match ended really suddenly, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was yeah. kind of out of nowhere. It was um, Kyle Fletcher looked like he had the upper hand and uh, Pat just simply rolled him up for the yeah. win. <laughs> and uh, it, in a weird way at the end, it looked like Pat showed him a little bit of respect because yeah. Kyle was just like stood in the corner. And he just kind of looked at him, like squinted at him, kind of like gave him a little nod and walked off. Yeah. So a uh, case of real recognising yeah. real. Yes. Real bastard recognising <laughs> yeah. real bastard. Uh, what was next? Uh, next match was the scramble match. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. The fabled yes. scramble. Yep. Uh, the opponents were all a mystery apart from obviously Mambo. Uh, now, he was the scramble champion, I believe. Yeah, he is the scramble master. Uh, basically, what a scramble is, it's a multi-man match. And when we say multi-man, we mean multi-man. They were lots of men in the ring. <laughs> yes. And they were all vying for uh, Chuck Mambo's excellent novelty whisk, which is... Uh, <laughs> oh. It's been upgraded. Oh, my yes. word. <clears throat> it's the biggest whisk in the world. It yes. must be about six foot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to try and name everybody in this match. Let's yeah. see how I get on. Yeah, I, I, have, I have made a list. I've, I've got people on here. <laughs> there were ten, wasn't there, in total? Uh, yes. Yes. Right. Yes. That was me counting. Chuck Mambo. Correct. Yeah. Dan Maloney. Yeah. Ray Horrors. Yeah. Yeah. Frightmare. Yes. Yes. Chief Deputy Dunn. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're struggling now, folks. <laughs> nah, I'm done now. Right. You're going to have to tell me the others. So, uh, Eater. Yes. Uh, from R.E.D. Connor Mills, who I was so happy to see again. Uh, Sammy Callahan and Jeff Cobb. Yes, they were the uh, combatants. Yes. Um, there is absolutely no way that we can describe this match because it involved lots of people bouncing around, throwing each <laughs> other. You forgot somebody. Dan Maloney. I mentioned Dan Maloney. Oh, Phantasmo. Did, yes, where was... Oh, did you say El Phantasmo? No, I, I, I thought you did. I did not. Okay, so El Phantasmo. I, I, I did mention Jeff Cobb. Right. El Phantasmo probably had the spot of the match. Yes. <laughs> El Phantasmo, <clears throat> he can do this move where it's the Undertaker's old school, <laughs> but he does it while simultaneously kicking people that were trying to get him off the top <laughs> rope. Yes. 
And there was one bit where Chief Deputy Dunn of the anti-fun police, uh, his gimmick is he doesn't like fun. So he, he tries to shut the fun down, <laughs> which is reasonable. I'm old. I can relate to that. you got people playing football on the street at half 11 at night. You just want to go to bed. You're just like, get off my lawn. That's, that's his kind of deal. Um, so, yeah, Chief Deputy Dunn, he's up on the top rope. El Fantasmo, who's doing the old school with Chuck Mambo, picks Chief Deputy Dunn up. Oh, my God. Not <laughs> proceeds to walk along the top rope with Chuck Mambo wrist on the floor in one hand, Chief Deputy Dunn on his back with the other, and then uh, he just kind of launched himself into a Samoan drop on the outside yes. to everybody else. Yeah. That was an insane spot. I've seen him do it on video <laughs> once, just recently, but seeing it in person, I thought, how is this guy doing this? Just this shows you just how good Phantasmo is. El Phantasmo, for those of you that don't know, um, is a Canadian wrestler who's based over here in the UK now. Uh, he run. He won the um, a British Junior Cup. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, and he's actually, even though he doesn't really like say much about it, he's a member of the Bullet Club, isn't he? He is a member of the yes. Bullet Club. Yes. Saying that, Jeff Jarrett's a member of the Bullet Club, so yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. It's nothing really to uh, brag about. Is he going over to New Japan? See, he's he's going to be doing some day, a few days in Japan, but he said he will be here as well. So he's going to be chopping and changing between the two. I did talk to him about that. Cool. Um, who won the biggest scramble match ever? Well, it was star of the tournament so far for me, Dan Maloney. Dan he, Maloney he is did. now in possession of the big old whisk. Yeah. Oh, the mega whisk, I'm going to call it. The mega whisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he just basically stole the win, didn't yes, he, really? he did. Kind of. Yeah. Well, scramble match, isn't it? Yeah, scramble you know? matches, it is first come, first serve for the Exactly. So, yeah, uh, big up, scramble down. Yeah, <laughs> We did miss out a match, but we'll... And that was Hannah Wicked versus Chris Brooks. That was at the beginning. Yes. yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> I just remembered that. Hannah Wicked versus Chris Brooks. We'll do it briefly. Yes. Good match. Yeah. I've been a big fan of Hannah Wicked. I did enjoy the two big men have a good match. It was enjoyable. Yeah, for me it was probably it was a good match, but it was probably the weakest match yeah, yeah. of the first two nights for me. But that doesn't make it a bad match. No, it's not. No. No. It was just something to get the crowd up and going yeah. for the uh, the very end. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the very end, yes, we have the main events uh, for the FCP title: Mark Davis defending against Pentagon. This was very much a match. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Mark Davis again Schadenfreude uh, being the complete bastard that he is ripped uh, Pentagon's mask in half yeah he did so you could see half of his face which was uh, pretty terrifying really yeah <laughs> you can see why you wear a mask yeah. now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah really good match uh, Shea getting revenge for night one yes. by uh Kicking Davis in the bollocks himself. Yep. Uh, it wasn't enough, though. Davis picking up the victory in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a great surprise, considering that Penta's not a regular at Fight Club Pro. No. 
still a very good main event. Lots of bruising action, lots of... Uh, yeah, very hard hitting. Yeah, the guardrails yeah. took a bit of a pounding in that match. Well, yeah. uh, neither guy really... Uh, Putting it in lightly, shall we say? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I always enjoy watching Mark Davis. He he hits the shit out of people. Um, one thing I noticed about uh, one thing I noticed is that we talked earlier about people spitting a lot and yes, lots of saliva. Pentagon being one of them. No- noticing when he spat right next to us, there was a little bit of blood in there, so he may yeah. have been cut up. A little bit, maybe on the in, like inside of the mouth, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah, during one of Mark Davis's fucking hard elbows. Yes, um, yeah, uh, it's so, so. Hoping he's okay with that. Hoping he's okay. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good match. I thought. Um, I'm very unfamiliar with Pentagon at this point, but I've heard a lot about him. And yeah, it's like I'm very familiar with Mark Davis, and just that they both just hit the shit out of each other. It was a lot of fun. Very hard-hitting match. Um, being a big fan of both wrestlers, even if you don't like Mark Davis and Shona Freuder, knowing how good they both are and how hard they hit, I did enjoy the back and forth, this brutality between the two, shall we say, because it was a yeah. quite brutal match in terms of hard-hitting. And great seeing Pentagon for this, only for this third time live, and I just loved his um, hard-hitting offence on... Um, Davis because I did enjoy how he carried himself in the title match on his own I did enjoy it Davis always delivers too so it was a good match I did I, did, I would enjoy it so going into night three uh, here is your pick to win the dream tag team invitational the two teams that were my pick from the start are still in and that is Sharon Friday and Besties so overall I might just go with Sharon Friday but only just. See, so picking a Schadenfreude besties final. Possibly, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, they were the two teams for me. Um, but I probably just, to be confrontational, I'll go with besties. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That, I mean, I just, I really enjoy their work. And I just think that, that they just, I just think they're going to go all the way with this. Yeah. Um, the inaugural uh, Dream Tag Team Invitational was won by Brooks and Lycots. And I see this year Brooks picking it up again with Kyle Fletcher. I'm going to go with Sheldon Freud yeah. too. Okay. Um, to find out if I was right or not, uh, I'm going to hand it over to myself back in the studio and uh, over to you others. Thanks, others. Uh, truly great stuff. What a wonderful, articulate, handsome man you are. <laughs> In all seriousness, a uh, big thank you to Joe and Nick for their help there. Um, those guys got me out of a pretty tight spot, actually. Uh, the end of night two, I was supposed to go to my friend's house in Coventry. Hadn't booked a hotel. Going to stay at my mate's. And uh, there were no trains running that night, so I was kind of stuck. And uh, Joe and Nick helped me out by letting me crash on the bedroom floor. Uh, massive thanks to Joe and Nick for helping me out there. Um, when we come back, we will have part three of the Dream Tag Team Invitational 
from Manchester, England. Stick around, we are coming back. I'm Stanley Callahan, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs on the HTM Network. What's up, guys? This is the Aerial Assassin, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. What's up, guys? This is Jargo from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, as well as HTM Sports, right here on the HTM Podcast Network. Listen, if you love Joe's show, then chances are you'll enjoy ours as well. We talk a lot of Ring of Honor, New Japan, MLW, AEW, NXT, WWE, you name it, we've got you covered. So hit that subscribe button. Be sure that you catch the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, the weekly flagship, right here on the HTM Podcast Network. And welcome back. Uh, we're going to go into Dream Tag Team Invitational Tournament Night 3, which came from uh, Manchester Academy in Manchester, England, funnily enough. Uh, the first semi-final, LAX taking on the Lucha Brothers. And uh, all I can really say about this match was, it was tremendous. Uh, one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. LAX and the Lucha Brothers, they're probably two of the best tag teams in the world right now for my money. Um, the way they work together is just so smooth. They can do it all. They can do brawling, they can do technical stuff. Uh, both teams' tandem offense is on another level. Uh, the finish for this match came with a spike cradle pile driver assisted from the top rope. Uh, you had uh, Pentagon hitting the pile driver. I think it was on Santee's for the 1 2 3. So uh, LAX going through to the final where they would face the winners of semi final two. Besties in the world versus Schaudenfreude. Uh, Schaudenfreude actually jumped the besties during the besties' entrance. Uh, the besties come out to the theme tune Savage Garden, um, which where they do all hand gestures and whatnot on the top rope. And, uh, yeah, just before they could do the uh, sing-along bit, the chorus, uh, Chris Brooks and Kyle Fletcher jumped them, much to the uh, chagrin of 90% of the crowd, 10% uh, of smarky bastards like myself. Absolutely loved it. Uh, again, this was a very, very hard match to uh, follow from the previous. LAX and uh, the Lucha Brothers putting on an absolute clinic. Uh, but this match was also pretty damn good. Uh, wild brawl all over the uh, arena. Uh, the match finished when Chris Brooks tossed the tag team titles, which uh, the besties are currently in possession of, to Kyle Fletcher. But uh, Kyle Fletcher pulled an Eddie Guerrero, tossing it to Davey Vega, falling on the floor, and uh, it looked like Shay was going to disqualify the uh, besties in the world, but I think he's wise to shout him through his tactics by now. So, uh, Shay, in no uh, uncertain terms, told Kyle Fletcher, Fuck you. Uh, then Brooks, out of nowhere, hit a flying drop kick to the back of the referee's head, which got an absolute huge pop from me. Uh, a new ref came running out, Lycos. Uh, at the baking tray 
on Davy Vega and uh, Schodenfreude rolled him up for the quick one, two, three. So that is your final set. It's going to be Schaudenfreude taking on the Lucha Brothers. Uh, before that, we got some more matches. Uh, Ray Horrez taking on Chuck Mambo. Now, I've heard over the past few days that this was supposed to be Ray Horrez versus either Jordan Devlin or Travis Banks. Unfortunately, Devlin was injured uh, back in the tapings in Glasgow for NXT UK. So he wasn't able to make it. And uh, Travis Banks, he was delayed getting from Glasgow. He didn't arrive in Manchester until after the interval. So uh, Chuck Mambo filled in for both these gentlemen. Uh, it was a decent match, uh, high-flying stuff. Uh, I think that Fight Club Pro are trying to give uh, Chuck Mambo a bit of a push. And it's uh, good to see him get a chance to shine against uh, a big name like Ray Horrors. Uh, Chuck Mambo already has a submission win in Fight Club Pro over none over than Timothy Thatcher. So, uh, yeah, you can tell what Fight Club trying to give Chuck Mambo a bit of a push. Uh, this match for me went a little bit too long. Uh, Ray Horrors picking up the victory eventually with a roll-up powerbomb from the top rope, which was pretty damn cool to watch. Next up, there was a six-man tag action, OVE taking on the Legion of Rot and the very popular Ata from uh, Team R.E.D. Uh, being the match, Sammy does his usual stick of getting on the mic, slagging everybody off. A little bit of racism towards uh, Ata. Uh, so basically, he asked for a street fight. Ata got on the mic and said, fuck you, which is uh, obviously Japanese for yes, because uh, it was a street fight they got. And uh, your usual OVE, brawling all over the arena kind of stuff. It was a bit difficult to catch it all because uh, the Manchester Academy, slightly bigger than Hangar. A lot of stuff happened towards the merch area in the back. I was sitting near the front, so it was difficult to catch it all. Um, the finish of this match was particularly brutal. Uh, Hallow Wicked held Sammy Callahan's head between his legs. And uh, Ata delivered what I can only uh, describe as an absolutely sickening, unprotected chair shot uh, for the victory for his team. Um, at this point, we had an interval. Uh, the first match back from the interval. Mark Davis coming out with a Fight Club Pro Open Challenge for his championship. Uh, the first person to come out was Dan Maloney. Uh, Dan, as you know from nights one, nights two, had a very good tournament uh, weekend so far. Uh, ran Will Osprey very, very close on night one. And night two came away as a scramble master. So it looked like we were going to get Davis versus Maloney. Just as the uh, ring announcer was set to announce the match, Pax Music hit uh, to a huge ovation. So, triple threat. Davis versus Dan Maloney versus Pat, but oh no, there was one more person coming out to make this a fatal four-way, none other than the aerial assassin Will Ospreay, and the place went unglued when his music hit. I'm going to be honest, on day three, I was hoping to see Pat and Ospreay face off against each other. At the end of night two, I thought it was going to be very unlikely because Will looked pretty badly hurt. 
picking up that stinger against Ray Fenix. But we did get to see somewhat of a pack versus Osprey face-off. Uh, uh, Dan and Davis, uh, they were the power guys of this. These guys really beating the uh, ever-loving piss out of each other. Obviously, Will and Pac with the more high-flying stuff. Uh, Dan Maloney was absolutely over in this match. Huge fan support. Uh, there was a very cool spot towards the end of the match where uh, Pac and Osprey hit a double reverse Rana spot on their opposition. Uh, Pac and Will on the floor, staring daggers at each other, getting up very slowly, face-to-face, eyeballing each other, and that got an absolute huge pop. Uh, so many near falls in this match. Uh, Black Arrow from Pac. Uh, Dan Maloney coming in, kicking him, stealing the cover. Osprey interrupting a very close three count. Uh, Dan Maloney very, very close to becoming the new champion there. Osprey hitting a Stormbreaker on Pac. Will going for the cover. Maloney returning the favour by grabbing Osprey and hitting him with a pile driver. Maloney goes for the cover. Davis comes in, interrupts, hits a pile driver of his own and retains the title. A really frantic end to what I can only describe as a fantastic match. Uh, Will, at the end of the match, in the ring, on his own, points to the Fight Club Pro mat and mounts one last time. Thank you. Bows to all all four sides. And, uh, yep, that looks like it is going to be Will Ospreay's final time in a Fight Club Pro ring. The Dream Tag Team Invitational Final. The Lucha Brothers taking on Schadenfreude. Um, at the beginning of this match, Schadenfreude were on the receiving ends of a uh, Lucha Superkick party. Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon must have hit about six or seven superkicks in a row on uh, Chris Brooks and Kyle Fletcher. Uh... It looked like the Lucha Brothers had it won with the same combo that put LAX away. But uh, Kid Lycos pulled the referee just as he was about to count three. Uh, which led to referee Shea Perser ejecting Kid Lycos. And uh, he physically ejected him. Picking him up, carrying him on his shoulders to the back. Uh, while there was no referee in the ring, Davis interjected himself. Uh, using his Fight Club Pro world title match. Uh, unfortunately for him, it didn't work. Pentagon managed to kick out of that. Uh, Lucha set up Shea when he came back, who unbelievably hit a uh, Canadian Destroyer on Davis, uh, which led to the Lucha Brothers picking up the win, picking up the big trophy at the end with uh, the uh, Spike Cradle pile driver on Brooks. Uh, crowd going absolutely wild. Uh, to be fair, I think Lucha Brothers probably the standout performers of the weekend, both in tag team matches and the singles matches that they had. Um, if I had to describe the three days of wrestling, I'd have to put it up there with 16 Carat Weekend over in Oberhausen in Germany. Uh, I love tag team wrestling. I think tag team wrestling is a dying art. And... I think all these eight teams absolutely killed it this weekend. It was a tremendous tournament. The tag team wrestling was great. 
the uh, singles matches that you got, they were absolutely fantastic as well. It was just a great weekend. I really do urge you all to check out Fight Club Pro. They're, uh, they've not quite got the international reputation that Progress or Rev Pro have, but uh, they've got their own on-demand service. I really recommend you not just checking out this show, check out loads of their shows. They, they really are constantly putting out great shows and they deserve to be uh, seen by more eyes. So uh, that about does it for this week. A uh, very long episode, if you're still with me. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other shows on the HTM network. PW Hustle, uh, Wrestle Popcast with Robin Nelson, Turbuckle Talk, and of course, the big boss men, HDM Sports and HDM Wrestling. You can check me out at Old Others or at Others Chairs. Don't forget to subscribe to Tables, Others and Chairs on YouTube. And uh, for all stuff HDM related, go to www.hitinthebox.com. I'm at No Wrestling next week, so I've got absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to go figure that out now. Uh, For you guys, thanks for sticking with me. Have a great weekend, and I will catch you next week. See ya.